Welcome to StoryWise, the podcast designed to give you the in-depth story behind some of our top storytellers as a way to inform, motivate, and inspire you to believe that you too can make your dreams a reality. My name is Jen Grisanti. I am a story career consultant at Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc., a writer's consultancy designed to help you accomplish your writing goals and reach your career destination through one-on-one consults, seminars, and teleseminars. And I am very excited to have with me here as my guest today, Kathy Fong Yunetta. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. So Kathy is the author of The Script Selling Game, and we're going to jump into that. But first, Kathy and I have very similar backgrounds, and I love that we (laughs) share uh, story points. So I'm going to have Kathy give you a sense of what her experience is in the entertainment business that led up to her writing The Script Selling Game. Well, basically, uh, I've been an executive. I've worked in the studio system. I've worked at such um, studios like Paramount, Disney. I've also worked for independent productions like Island Pictures. I've also worked for Disney TV Animation. Uh, I've worked in a variety of areas, but always for a larger corporation, usually not too many in in the small businesses like the, the independents. But storytelling is storytelling. And no matter where, you know, where you go, you know, the people are looking for good stories. I started off as a story analyst. That's how I I really kind of got my, um, cut my teeth on that. And uh, one day at at Disney, while I was a a story analyst, they needed somebody to do a set of development notes. Now, I had never done a set of development notes before, but they said, we're having problems on this project. We need a fresh pair of eyes. Take a look at this. Write five pages and give it back to me tomorrow. So I stayed up all night and wrote these five pages, having no idea if I was even in the right ballpark. The next thing I knew, uh, Jane Rosenthal, who was the executive in charge of this project, called me in and she said, "Um, you need to go and talk to Jeffrey Katzenberg. He he wants to talk with you about these notes. And of course, I'm thinking, what? Did did I do something wrong now or what? But I went in there and uh, he said, you know these notes? And I'm going, yeah. He said, they're pretty damn good. <laughs> I love it. And he, he and I said, oh well, I'm well, I'm I'm glad that you they they were I hope they were helpful. And he said, yeah, you know, one more thing, what? He says, um, I'd like you to report on Monday. I'd like you to become a creative exec. So uh, that was really sort of how I got my start. I love it. Of, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. Story <laughs> and the script selling game. You have two editions. So yes. what inspired the first one? Well, I was inspired to do the first one because, as an executive, I noticed that there were newer emerging writers coming up, and uh, the problem is that a lot of them they went to film school or they had taken classes, they had gone and done all these wonderful things, and actually sometimes their writing, their scripts were actually pretty good. Right. But was what was holding them back is they did not know what to do next. Mm-hmm. And the film schools at that time, nobody was teaching uh, pitching. Right. Uh, or marketing. Um, there wasn't anything that had to do with with how to navigate the industry. Right. And so I thought, gosh, you know, someone's got to write a book about this. And as it turned out, I was writing a column anyway, so it was kind of funny. I was answering questions and answering, you know, doing the, the column. And uh, eventually it turned out that uh, 
one of my friends happened to be having dinner with someone else's friend, and that friend happened to be Ken Lee, who, as you know, is is uh, one of the guys, the guy who heads up um, Michael, Michael Weesey. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, he was talking to my friend and said, gosh, you know, we've been looking for somebody on the inside of, you know, Hollywood Insider who could do a book that really tells us about, you know, the book, you know, what what's, what's it like to be in the industry and what can writers expect and what's expected of them. And right. so uh, my friend said, oh, Kathy can do that. <laughs> so that's really how that, I how love it, it. How it came about. Yeah. I have to tell everyone, I've read both editions of Kathy's book, and I love them. Oh, so these you. are definitely must-reads. I'm very, very excited for people to know about these if they haven't read them already. Mm-hmm. When you wrote you, your book, what would you say the hope and intention was that writers would walk away with it? Well, the main thing, my my goal, I guess, to was to help writers. Um, I wanted to be able. I, I I think people have this view of Hollywood as being this huge black monolith, just like in 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 Space Odyssey, two thousand one Space Odyssey, and and it's like this big monolith, and nobody knows what the heck it is. Right. And it shouldn't have to be that way. And so I I figured, well, if I write this book, I can provide, you know, really helpful tools and some advice to help writers move them and themselves up to uh, another level. Because it's it's hard. You want to be able to stand out from all the others. You know, there's, there's, every day there's dozens of submissions coming in. And over a month's time, you're talking about you know, thousands of submissions. So you, you really need to have your work and you yourself as a writer have to stand out. So that's what what my what my hopes and intentions were. Great, and I would say you reached them, reached and exceeded. <laughs> um, tell us about your experience in entertainment, as far with regards to the trigger moment that made you know you wanted to go from working in the corporate world to being a consultant and helping writers one on one. Well, I was working at Disney TV Animation. I had been at Disney for nine grueling years and I'm being polite right I love it (laughs) honesty is good we love it and um I one day became very ill I mean I literally woke up one morning and I couldn't get out of bed I was so weak that I had to crawl along the the walls right it it took two weeks for the doctors to discover what I had was a really severely infected thyroid Interesting. And when they sort of went and asked me questions about my routines, my diet, and everything like that, they some pretty much summed it up, and they said, "You are you have been running on nothing but adrenaline, right, for the last few years, and right. it's a miracle that you didn't like collapse or do something like that by now. Uh, you really." It's going to take a little while for your thyroid to get back into shape. So they basically medically banned me from the studio. Said you cannot come back. You cannot go back to work. You have to wait for at least a month. Well, asking me to do that when I was used to, (laughs) I was a type A personality, it it was very difficult for me to do it. But it gave me the time I need to really seriously reflect on things. And it was at the point where I was uh, actually kind of coming up for a promotion. And I kind of thought about it. And I thought, okay, if, I, if, if I've, uh, everything I've been doing has been working for this promotion, and yet I know this promotion is going to take me away from what I really love to do, and that was working with writers. Right. 
instead of working with writers, I was going to have to deal more with the actual business side mm-hmm. of it. Of of because uh, the higher you get, the further you get away from the creative process. Exactly. Yeah. And and I that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to run a studio. Right. So I thought, you know, I, it's a big it's a big leap of faith that mm-hmm. I had to take. But my body was telling me something. Right. <laughs> I realize that now. That was I mean, not everybody has a something like an illness as their epiphany. But I truly must say that that was the turning point for me. But I definitely think it's an it it is a a very strong trigger. I mean, when I look at people. When you look at life after trauma, like anything that forces our life in a different direction, Mm -hmm. there's value that comes from that. There's so much, I think, that we learn. And I think looking at what you've created is amazing. And to to recognize that that there was a reason behind it, your health. Mm -hmm. And that's a very good reason. And and seeing the success that you have brought so many writers as a result of the turn is is a gift. I mean, that is definitely a gift. So speaking of, so if you were to think of three, say three business tips going into, because you, you definitely come from the business side of entertainment as well as the creative side. Um, if you were to think of three business tips to help writers navigate the waters of Hollywood, what would they be? I think it's more than anything, it's important to know the industry and to know the marketplace. Uh, do your reading, do your research, uh, look at the look at the trade publications, uh, talk with people who are involved in different aspects of the industry. I think that that's really important. Um, also, I can't stress enough: don't be afraid to ask questions. It's, I know a lot of people that know, but if you ask questions, they're going to think you're stupid or that you don't know anything. I think when somebody asks a question, it's a sign that they really want to know. Yep, I agree. And that it's a wise person that asks, it's, it's, you know, don't ask a stupid question. Ask a question that really you feel will be helpful to you and that you, um, and, and also do it in a way that makes the person that's answering the question feel that their answer is valued. Right. I think that's really important. And I think the third one, oh, also to don't be afraid to, to get professional help or advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I do think that, and maybe it's it's a little, you know, I hope it's not self-promoting too much, but really, I mean, we as consultants, that's part of the reason why we're here. Because so many people, both professional as well as the, the, the novice writers, emerging writers coming up, they want professional help and assessment because it's that old forest for the trees syndrome. You know, you, you've you read your script so many times and you still know it doesn't quite work, but you aren't quite sure why. Yeah. So having a fresh set of eyes, take a look at it, being able to give you some uh, helpful advice and move you in the right direction, it's worth a while to, to have a professional consultant take a look at, at your work. Yep. And I think the third business tip that, you know, that I would give somebody is, Allow yourself to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as long as you learn from them, I totally. I think agree. it's you know I think so many people think that there's got to be a quick fire way and uh, what's an instant formula to get you know to to success, and you have to do it just by 
you know, on your on your own, as well as help, you know, maybe uh, networking with other people. But at some point, you will make mistakes, and it's okay to do that as long as you learn from it. Right. I I couldn't. No, that's excellent advice. Thank you. In looking at in your book, and I I love one of the arenas that you go into with regards to like, I can't tell you how many people would look for. How do you write a treatment? How do you write a synopsis? What do you do? Like, what components go mm-hmm. into these? And I love how you go into writing a synopsis. I would love for you to share any tips you have on that. Okay. Um, well, if you're going to write a synopsis, and this is the, the information I'm going to give you is for a synopsis that uh, would probably end up being, I would say, like, two and a half to three pages, which is actually a good enough synopsis that you could probably register it with the Writer's Guild or something. Basically, you start off with a log line, which just basically sum- summarizes what is your story about? You know, who is the hero? What is uh, what is his goal? Uh, and what is the journey? What is the story that, we're take- that he's taking us on? And so uh, you would start off with a log line, and uh, you would then go to your Act 1. And Act 1 basically usually takes maybe four, maybe five paragraphs. And in those paragraphs, you set up the time period, uh, the location, you introduce your your main characters, and and a few of the the important secondary characters, and of course your villain if there is one. Uh, You also have to set up the goal. Mm -hmm. What is the character's goal? Uh, And you should, you know, uh, introduce any B storylines or subplots. I also think it's important that you give us a sense in the synopsis of your genre. What is the tone of the genre? Because especially if it's comedy or drama, is it more in the vein of one one particular kind? You know, like in, in comedies, there's all different kinds. It could be a uh, raucous comedy like Hangover, or it could be a romantic comedy, or it could be a family comedy. Right. So you, it's, it, it's important to give us a sense of the tone. Define it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think then when, you know, that should probably take, I think, about a page. Right. And then uh, say sec- your, your next would be Act 2, and that would be for, uh, for you to set up all the escalating obstacles and the challenges that the hero is going to be facing. Uh, also, all as, as you're doing this, make sure you're upping the ante. You know, what... What are some of these things that are really making the the hero wonder? Why? What am I? Why am I doing this? Yeah. And is it going to be worthwhile? Right. Uh, and of course, at the end of Act Two is always what they call the all is lost moment. Um, you know, it's when the main character has to face what is going to be the ultimate challenge. So that should take, I would say, uh, usually it takes people like three maybe four paragraphs. Right. Uh, and then your, um, the, you know, act three is basically only one or two paragraphs. It's right. Sometimes it's only one. And it just, you summarize the ending. Uh, you don't have to go into great detail about it. I would say just wrap up all the, the story ends, including the main plot line, and be sure that you, at the end, you ask either a teasing question or if you want to, you can give us a sense of how the story ends, but you don't have to go into great details. But that basically is how how a synopsis should kind of come together. Great, great. I appreciate that. And you mentioned pitching was one of the motivations for writing the book was mm-hmm. the recognition that there weren't books out there that offered tips on pitching. What are some of your pitching tips? I have this in my book. It's a 15-page um I mean, 15-point 
uh, session on pitching. Right. And I think basically the main thing that it all boils down to is to think of your verbal pitch as a verbal trailer of attract of coming attractions. You know, we we go to the movie theaters mm-hmm. and we see the movie trailers, and we know instantly after seeing that seventy five to eighty percent of us will decide, yes, I'm going to see it, or no, I'm not going to see that movie. And that is your goal: is your pitch is a verbal trailer of your script. And the goal of the pitch is to have whoever is is listening to your pitch, whether it's an agent, an exec, uh, you know, somebody from the networks, a publisher, because a lot of my clients are novelists too, uh, is whether or not they want to read your material. And that's your goal. So you have to think of what is a, a movie trailer. And usually they're about three to four minutes long. And I've noticed that there's usually about seven or eight key scenes. You notice that they're not telling the whole story. They're giving you highlights of the story. So that's how you should sort of think about it is, is okay, write down the seven or eight main things. Now, an easy thing to do, go to moviephone.com or imdb.com. I love that tip. Yeah, and just go to town. Mm-hmm. Look at what movies are similar in the genre that your project is. And over on the left-hand side is usually a thing that will say trailer. Just hit the trailer button and take a look. What were the key scenes? Mm -hmm. And usually it should trigger some things. Oh, yeah, I've got some similar scenes. Right. And take a look at that. Do a little comparison. And look at several others in the same genre just to kind of give you a really good idea of how people sold that project. Great. Love it. Think of it as a as uh, a trailer of coming attractions, and right. I think it'll work. I think that is fantastic advice. Now, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that writers make in the pitching process? Um, gosh, I can't tell you how many writers have come <laughs> to me who have said, "This is the best. This is the greatest," you know, project, and uh, I mean, just being effusive about it. Right. Uh, also, sometimes you have people who are using, they, they think that, you know, oh, yeah, this is such and such meets such and such movie, right. you know. And, right. and, and then a couple of times it's happened where they've used examples and it's like, I don't remember that movie. Or or maybe it's a movie that really didn't do very well. And I'm right. Thinking, hmm. So if you're going to use that, they, they have to use something that has been extremely successful if you're going to use that tactic in right. describing their project. Right. I also think that. Um, usually one of the biggest mistakes people make is they're trying to pitch way too many details instead of just giving the highlights. Right. So if you kind of stick to the movie trailer idea, I think it really will be much more beneficial for most people who are pitching. Yeah, and I I think what you said about the first thing that is so true is, and writers, like, take note of this, like, when you go into a pitch and you're telling your audience – how good your story is or how great or how amazing versus letting your audience decide mm-hmm. what they think of your story. Big mistake. That was, that was, <laughs> no, that was a great thing to point out. I love that. Uh, okay, so with regards to career guidance in your business, how does that work? Well, for me, what I try to do in terms of career guidance is, is one, one of my goals is to really help creative people to gain the confidence that they need to um, promote themselves and their and their projects. You know, I 
I can't stress enough that we are, you know, whoever you are as a creator, you are the pilot of your own destiny. And so it's believing that and helping them to believe it that's really going to make the difference. Uh, I also feel that the another thing that kind of uh, sometimes will, will hurt people uh, who are trying to move ahead is that they tend to look at other writers or other peers as um, competitors or as the enemy rather than to look at them as, gee, these are colleagues. These are people who are in the same boat I am. And they there is a growing trend now uh and there, actually, there was a university back east that did some kind of a survey, and they found that writers, both novelists and screenwriters, those who were more successful were, were, were those that had been in writing groups. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy yeah. now to, do, yeah. to, to have writing groups because almost every major city, uh, there are groups of people who want to write screenplays or write novels. And all you have to do is go to the local bookstores or if, if there's... Um, if there's film commissions, uh, or else even put something out there on Facebook or the internet just saying, hey, you know what, I'm a screenwriter in such and such town. I really would love to, to get into a, a writer's group. And there are several, actually, a lot of people uh, have told me that they have, have um, found some beneficial advice by having writing groups that sort of meet once a month online. Yeah. So, you know, Maybe that's something that you as a writer, you know, somebody might want to try that if they happen to live in an area that maybe isn't like a larger city. Yeah, I think that's great. Now, with regards to expanding their their networking base, uh, their their go to people, what uh, is some of the advice that you give writers with regards to meeting people, making relationships? Okay, well, let's see. Hmm. I think that with networking, uh, you have to look at it. My, my friend Linda Sager always says, you know, uh, we should not practice shark networking. We should practice dolphin networking. <laughs> right. Which I means, like that. Which Linda means, said yeah, that. That's which, true. Which means we, we should help one another because, honestly, uh, it, it does come back to help you right. in the long run. I agree. And when one person in your writer's group or in your little networking group, if, if – they make it, they're more than likely then going to be in a better position to be able to help others in the group. Right. And pretty soon you'll see that there's, it'll be, it becomes contagious. And some of the, some of the ways that people that I've talked to who, who are now successful writers who have told me that, that being in a writer's group is one way. The other thing is with networking is to, uh, uh, volunteer, Mm-hmm. at like r- those writers conferences or go to uh, pitch fests and volunteer or volunteer at uh, film festivals right you get to meet uh, a whole variety of people and you get they, they usually have very helpful workshops and you get to be a part of you know a part of the staff and you get to actually meet some of these people sometimes there's there's celebrities and there's sometimes there's very important writers or guests there that are there and in fact one guy that uh, happened to <laughs> he thought he got the a really really bottom of the line job because he came in kind of late and so somebody said well here go pick up so and so from the airport so he went and picked up the guy from the airport and then on the way back um, he also had to take the guy back and the, and it was a long ride and it was a lot of traffic and the the guy turned out he was an agent right <laughs> and he said they asked the guy so um, 
so what are you doing? What's your interest in the entertainment industry? And the guy says, well, you know, I'm, I'm writing. And the guy says, oh, so w what have you done? And he goes, oh, well, I, I just f finished my first draft of, of a novel. Oh, well, when you polish it up, why don't you give it to me and I'll take a look at it. I love now that it. it never would have happened right. if he hadn't volunteered. And he really, it's not like it was a celebrity that he would recognize their name. Right. And he just at first had a terrible, you know, attitude about it, thinking, oh, God, I just have to drive people back and forth. But it turned out, it it turned out to be like a blessing in disguise for I, him. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love that story. That is great. <laughs> uh, okay, so for our last question. Question: I would love for you to share any success stories that you want to share as well as giving anything that you've noticed that have led your clients from uh, non-working to working and into success. Any actions that you have noticed that have led them from one place to another? Well, I have had clients and mentored several of them uh, and that have actually gone on to be in Writers of the, on the Verge right. and in the CBS Writers Program yeah. and Nickelodeon, uh, which, which are wonderful programs. And for all of you writers out there who want uh, a career in television, that is one of the, the best ways to go. And, uh, you know, if you – I'm sure you have all those that information on there already. But if not, you know, um, people can always reach me too, by the way, at Kathy at KathyFongianetta.com. And that's K-A-T-H-I-E. Uh, and you have a list of all the websites uh -huh. on your website as well. Great. Well, I don't have it on my website, but just, you know, if they email me right. and they put – podcast on the subject line put podcasts Jen's podcast or something like that right and just request it I'll be happy to you know to to send them a copy of it email them a copy of it right you know it's a handout that I sometimes use right um I think that in, in terms of success other success stories I've oh gosh I've have several writers that have been in the finals of Nichols right. I have a few of them uh, many of them too who actually have won other um screenwriting competitions right one of the things that I'm most proud of, though, this this year, and it just it's just happened actually in the last uh, few months, one of my writers in Australia, and these are all overseas things. Right. One of my writers in Australia won a twelve thousand dollar prize oh, to, to develop his script. So I'm that really I'm really happy about that. Oh, congrats! That's yeah. wonderful. And then in Singapore, uh, just just a few week couple weeks ago, um, uh, two gals, Janet and Hani. Uh, emailed me to let me know that they, uh, the MDA, which is the Media Development Authority, gave them uh, the top prize, and they're going to have their uh, television movie produced, uh, made and produced in 2015. Excellent. Fantastic. And then one of the other uh, students I had in Singapore uh, just won the ten thousand dollar prize, that is and she's great. having her short film made, and um, she starts shooting December eighteenth. So I am just like tickled because Excellent. oh, there these. I mean, I ha can't tell you overseas there are writers who have the same dreams that all of you have here in the states, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's one of the things I think that's very important is that uh, everybody should start looking at uh, projects and stories that have universal appeal, which means think of you know, uni in universal in terms of is it a universal theme? Right. Is I it, agree. Is it striking universal yeah. emotions? Right. And uh, take a look at it that way because 
I'm telling you, there are a lot of co-productions going on between countries, not right? just the United States. Couldn't agree with you more. So um, yeah, those no, are the trends I've been seeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the international, the international mm-hmm. audience. I love that. And, yeah. and I think it's a gift that we both had in speaking uh, in other countries. Kathy's been all over the world for many years. Mm-hmm. This was my first year of, of really going into the international market and I don't think that there is any greater life experience than connecting with people from around the world. So, and seeing when success happens, yeah. uh, it it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and I want you to share with everybody the type of consults that you do, as well as how they can contact you. Well, I. Uh... Uh, consult on I actually 25 percent of my my clients are novelists right. so it's not just screenplays that I do but right. novels right. Uh, I also have done work on web series so right. web series creators are Excellent. welcome to to contact me uh, when I do a, a consultation what I do is I read your work three times the first is just to get an over idea of the story the second is I go through it and I mark things directly in the margins of the script uh, if there's an awkward scene transition, if there's a typo, if you did formatting wrong, if there's a, an inconsistency in the character's dialogue, whatever problems that I see, I mark them right on the script. And then what I do is I do a little short memo that basically gives you it gives the writer an idea of here are the main areas of concern you may want to look at for your next rewrite. Uh, I then will send it off to to the writer, and we'll make um, after they've had a chance to kind of take a look at it and think about it and everything. Uh, they'll send back an email to me, and we'll put together a time when they can have a phone call with me, and we will discuss. Uh, most of the writers that I've worked with, what they love about the the phone meeting is they actually will pitch to me their fixes for the script so that they know that they're in, going in the right direction for their rewrite. Right. And one thing I wanted to mention, I, I, I don't know if anyone's going to be interested or not, but I hope so. A Screenwriters University is someone that I've been with uh, for a number of years through the Writer's Store, and I do pitch and presentation where you, uh, during a four-week session, you learn how to do a log line, elevator pitch, the pitch on paper, which is a one-page synopsis, um, the synopsis that we were talking about, which is like two and a half, three pages, and you also learn how to f- pitch verbally. And I have tips and everything on how to take a meeting. Right. At the end of the fourth week, they get a 30-minute phone call with me to pitch their project. Right. And to ask any questions that they may have about, uh, you know, the industry or and about And how writing. do people sign up for that? Um, they can go to uh, screenwritersuniversity.com, and it's uh, through the Writer's Store. Right. And it's only $129. Excellent. So it's over four weeks. I actually, and I'm doing a new begin? one. I'm, I'm starting one on December 9th. And I only do this a couple of times a year because right. my schedule has gotten so busy with, with um, workshops all over. But right. that's uh, I'm, I'm doing this one uh, December 19th. So. All right. All right. Excellent. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us and sharing such incredible information. Well, thank you for having me. You got it. It <laughs> is my pleasure. And good luck to all of you out there. Yes. So I want to thank all of you for joining us. This is Jen Grisanti of StoryWise Podcast.
You've been listening to StoryWise with Jen Grisanti. If you're looking to get to the next step in your career and need a guide who has been there and knows what it takes, go to www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. On the website, you can also find the latest on writing programs, feature film festivals, and other writing competitions. StoryWise is produced by Joel Metzger and Hot House Bruiser Productions. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic.